welcome to I'll Marry You, a podcast with me, Olivia Coleman, full of tips and tricks from the UK wedding scene, interviews with industry experts, and a whole lot of oversharing. Good day to you. Good day. Good day. I feel like there needs to be more ways of saying hello. Hi. Hi there. Hello. Hola. Buenos dias. Bonjour. Today we have an interview with an industry expert and I'm very excited about it, especially because I was approached. She came on to me and that hasn't happened in a long time. The wonderful, wonderful Rachel from the Bodleian Libraries, which is it's a, a very famous library in the middle of Oxford, part of Oxford University in the UK, but it also hosts weddings. And I had the privilege of officiating a ceremony there this summer. And it was just the most special place. It really is magnificent. And the darling Rachel has been listening to the podcast and she likes what she hears. The woman's insane. Then you all are, I suppose, if you're still listening, aren't you? That's good, because I'm a little weird too. And she has asked to come on and just chat all things Bodleian. So I'm really, really excited to have her on. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I do get a round of applause. Is that how this thing works? Welcoming the lovely Rachel from Bodleian Libraries. Enjoy! I, I just did a little intro for you and explained that I was excited for many reasons, but one of which is because you came on to me. Literally tuning in, in <laughs> listening away, and I thought, I've got to be a bit a part of that. It was, honestly, we were giggling away in the office. No, I love it. Love it. That's a bit, that's a bit of me. I love it. So for those who don't know, because actually, maybe I'm just being ignorant, but before I had that wedding that I did at the Bodleian, I didn't know what it was. I don't know. It's such a beautiful space. It's such a beautiful space. We'll just assume that you have to be wearing a cloak and that, you know, you have to be robed up and you're going somewhere secret through a secret door to yeah. a pudding club or something. Oh, I'd love a pudding club. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be a part of that club. No, it's, it is that. Like, even as I drove up, I was like, oh, I just, I feel like... I didn't have to, I don't, I don't have to put on a voice, but I was like, I feel like I had to say something like, instead of saying, where do I go? I wanted to be like, you know, to, is, is the building adjacent to the other building? So I feel like not that many people would know about it. So what is, what is, where is, what is the Bodleian Libraries? A multi-venue site, but we talk specifically about the old Bodleian, which is uh, a grade one listed licensed wedding venue um, right in the centre of Oxford. And it's actually one of the oldest libraries in Europe. It has 13 million printed items and we have all sorts of really cool stuff. So Blimey. it's a list. So we've got some, you know, Shakespeare's original works. Oh my God, that's so cool. Which ones? Oh my God, I want to know. Okay, find out. Find out and let me know if it's Midsummer Night's Dream. Today that actually we have a telegram from the Titanic when it was sinking saying Mayday. Stop yeah. yourself now. This, this <laughs> podcast is already <laughs> blowing my mind and we're not even talking about anything productive. Yeah. Yeah. That is so cool. Walking was a big part of Oxford Uni, and the Bodleian is affiliated with Oxford yeah. Uni. But we've got some of Tolkien's original manuscripts as well. So you haven't been you haven't been working at the Bodleian very long. How did you come across that then? What were you doing before? So I've worked in events for probably ten years. We moved to Oxford during the lockdown, and I joined the Bodleian in April after having visited the Bodleian for a wedding show round for ourselves. 
So we came to look at the space because we wanted to get married here, which we did. But whilst we were looking around, I discovered that they were after uh, a new wedding coordinator. And here I am. So that's, there's a lot, I've got a lot of questions on that little, <laughs> that little nugget. So, okay, so you're, as we established when we first started speaking, you're not from Oxford, you're a Brummie. Yeah, just outside Birmingham, yeah. So what made you want to get married in Oxford and then what made you want to go and look around the Bodleian? We, a lot of our guests and family are obviously still based in the Midlands, so we, we were torn, but we sat down very early on and we were, you know, Team Evans and we just said, what do we want? And we wanted somewhere that felt very us, very not too too weddingy, but also where, like, Oxford is where home is now. Yeah. And we decided, you know, we'll cart everyone over from good old West Midlands. And, uh, yeah, and the Bodleian, it was the only place we really looked at. Oh, was it? Yeah. We, we just kind of, I don't know, you just kind of know. We're a very, like, good-feeling kind of couple anyway. And also, I think that, you, like you say, not too wedding-y. It's, mm. it's not too wedding-y, actually. I, don't, yeah. I didn't look at it and go, because I suppose it's not been built as a wedding venue exactly so I didn't walk in and go oh, a wedding venue I was like oh, what an amazing space to get married in exactly, exactly. And I liked the fact that the rooms had history that mm. they'd been there for other purposes you know like we got married in convocation house and that is you know Charles the first's parliament you know it's nice that it has other historic meaning without it being you know a marquee or anything like that. Yeah, that's really cool, actually. And when did you get married? August. You can't remember the date, can you? I can. August the 19th. I can. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> and was it everything you wanted and more? It was. It was. Was it? Yeah, the, the pesky events team from the Bodleian were, were fantastic. It was, it was really nice. It was nice to share the day with my colleagues and also... It, it was literally everything we thought it would be and more. Was it a big wedding? How many guests did you have? I had about 30. So an intimate wedding, I suppose? Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. So what, is, what are the numbers for the Bodleian as a venue? What is the capacity? So we've got Convocation House, which is where we got married. Um, it's built in the 17th century. It was Charles I's Parliament. Um, it's got vaulted ceilings, chapel seating, all that kind of stuff. That can seat 100. Mm -hmm. um, and then we've got Divinity School, which is, you can, you can get married in that space. You can have your ceremony in there, or you can have your reception. Um, and that is 120. I think it was the sort of the um seating that you're describing that reminds that rings a bell i think that's where my couple got married yeah. and then they went into the larger space for their dinner yeah that's the most common kind of arrangement people get married in convocation house it's a bit smaller a bit more intimate it's got fixed seating it feels mm. like, a bit like a church it does religious yeah it does it does have that feeling and i think a lot of people myself included actually they like um the feeling of a church because yeah. like you say, they like venues that have history and okay. character, but quite often they're not religious. So actually yes. they, they, they have trouble finding that venue that has that history and that, um, well, yeah, sense of, um, 
sense of importance. I don't know, so, mm -hmm. sense of something, um, but without the religion. So that is, yeah, a historical building is an excellent alternative to a church. Um, and then another thing they did at the ceremony I did, which I, which was actually I think the most beautiful, was they went outside for their drinks reception. Yeah, yeah. So we're quite lucky. We've got two kind of quads or quadrangles. Yeah. Um, we can have drinks receptions in. The old school's quad, in my opinion, is, you know, it's incredibly beautiful. It's, mm. You know, when you think of Oxford, it's, you think of spaces like that. Um, yeah. So I think the, your couple had their ceremony, went for drinks, and then went back into Divinity School for their party. And you closed off the quad, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, it becomes purely private. Once we kind of kick all the readers out and the students. Yeah. <laughs> I bet they go quietly at least. They do. <laughs> they do. So does it have to be at a certain time then? Do you have to, you, or can you have it any day any, of the week, any time? Um, if you want the quad, it kind of needs to be after five, five, six o'clock. Um, yeah, and we do most weddings. We do 60 weddings a year between, I suppose, oh, wow. a team of three of us. Oh, wow. Um, so we would say most weddings are on a weekend, but we do do weekday weddings as well. So, and most of them are after four or five o'clock? Yeah. The I mean, I... Common... Sorry, go on. <laughs> no, no, you go. You're more important than I am. <laughs> um, the, the most common kind of iteration is a five o'clock ceremony, 5.30 drinks in the quad, and then like seven o'clock move through for din-dins and dancing. Where do they go during the turnaround between dinner and dancing? Is there somewhere they go or? It's all in the same room. The The Divinity School is like a late Gothic style room. Um, yeah. It's got, you know, like dual aspect windows. So we can kind of seat everyone in, in the, the main bulk of the room. And then we have like more of a narrow end where a DJ can set up and dance in and dance floor. So it's all in, all in the one space. So That's perfect. So there isn't a turnaround? No. Which is brilliant because I think quite often people, that is actually a period of the day that people are concerned with yeah. um, because logistically, quite often it isn't the dance or isn't the same room as the dinner. So it's like, oh, okay, well, where do we go? If it's sunny and you're having a summer wedding, fine, you can go outside, but of course it could always rain. But in the winter, what do we do? How do we entertain them for half an hour? Yeah. So that's really, and that's, I think that's quite an American thing as well to have the dance floor, to have like your dinner around the dance floor or mm -hmm. in the same space at least. It makes it nice as well, so you kind of, the room feels complete. It's like, you know, decorated consistently. You can kind of settle in. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I think it just makes the whole day just a bit more streamlined and less stressful, hopefully. Oh, 100%. So you do about 60 a year, and how long has the Bodleian been hosting weddings? In terms of our team, I think we must have been doing it probably, if not longer. It's become obviously more formalised. Yeah. As the team's grown, but we've yeah. been doing it for quite a while, really. That is a long time. Have you had any celebrity weddings? We were trying to think of this. We were putting all our thinking caps on. No. Have you had any celebrity guests? You must have had a celebrity guest. You know what? If we have, we haven't noticed, which is obviously a testament to them because they have snuck in and snuck out. And there you go. But... um we tend to do more, we do have celebrity appearances, but not so much in terms of weddings. Oh, like, oh, I see. What, in, in normal life? 
Yeah, like filming. We have a lot. Of, you know, we film a lot. Do you? Who have you seen? In the wedding spaces. Who have you seen? Who have I seen? We've had Timothy Chalamet. No idea. <laughs> He's, everyone loves him. He has been filming the new Wonka film. Okay, yeah. Willy Wonka. Has the Wonka film been filmed there? Yes. <gasps> Willy Winker. And that was filmed, actually, because I'm just outside Bath. And similar to Oxford, I think we probably end up getting quite a lot of the same period dramas and movies are probably filmed both in Bath and Oxford. Um, and we had Willy Wanker and that whole thing. And um, they were like, they had fake snow. And it's so exciting, isn't it? It's really cool. And, and all, there was like a big gaggle of girls screaming when he like appeared. What's his name? I need to Google him to see if I fancy him. It's Timothy. It's, I think it's Timothy, but we'll go with Timothy. Like, oh, he's... Uh, oh, him. Yeah. Oh, I don't get it. No. No. It's been the first first male on the front cover of Vogue. Uh, meh. He's, he looks a bit wet for me. Um, who else? Who else have you seen? I'm excited. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, had, you know, The Crown, obviously. Obviously. I'm in it. <laughs> Margaret Thatcher was... Gillian uh, <gasps> Anderson! Yes, yes, you got it. She was here. And uh, hilariously... You know, the favourite, the film, the favourite. Again. Olivia Colman. Again with me. I think you might be my stalker, babe. (laughs) (laughs) Olivia Colman has been here. (gasps) The Olivia Colman. The, yeah. Not not the Olivia Colman. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, how fun. You've had both of us. Yeah. That's wonderful. Who was your favourite? Of the favourite. It's me, wasn't it? Mm, obviously. Obviously. Well, she would have snuck in on the side because she actually is the Olivia Coleman, whereas I walk in and go, Yoo, Olivia Coleman's arrived. <laughs> like an absolute tit. Um, oh, that's so exciting. So for me, there are so many venues out there and there are so many different styles. And I think what's so interesting about the Bodleian is that I suppose in the grand scheme of things, it's a city wedding isn't it? Because it is right in the middle of a city centre. But it's historical. It's not a hotel or it's not modern. Mm -hmm. So what kind of, what are your usual couples? Do you have a usual kind of of wedding style or or couple that come to you? Honestly, it's quite a mixed bag. I think maybe every venue would say this, but they're very tasteful. They're very discerning. Yeah. A lot of them are kind of London-based. Maybe they went to Oxford Uni. Maybe they grew up kind of in Oxford or the Cotswolds. Um, maybe they are a Harry Potter fan. Maybe they just really like... Books. History. <laughs> yeah. Just really like books. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I would say most couples are probably from London, young professionals that maybe have a, have some connection to Oxford. I think 95% of couples have some, some kind of connection to Oxford. To the university or to the city? Either. See, I would have none. Oxford. No, I can't think of a single connection I would have. I suppose even if you just live here, I suppose that's a connection. Yeah, I'm not clever enough to even live there. Don't you have to be clever to like, even just to register your postcode? You have to pass a test to register your postcode. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's like getting a visa. Oh, careful. Off your truck to Cambridge. (laughs) 
Um, that's amazing. So you get all different types. So that's kind of the funnest bit, isn't it, actually, that you don't have always the same type of people. But like you say, they're all quite tasteful. That doesn't surprise me because it's a tasteful venue. I'm glad. I'm glad you think that. Because I think, you know, we've, we've had novelty weddings. We've had, like, you know, Mr. Incredible themed wedding and, like, comic strips. But even that's done quite tastefully. It was actually, it was beautiful. Uh, now stop it. Stop it. No one can have a tasteful comic strip themed wedding. It was really tasteful. The decor was absolutely incredible. It was like, you know, kind of that inc- Mr. Incredible red and like ecru and the groom's tie was like a comic strip. They both worked in that kind of Marvel world, but it was it was beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Do you know what though? I don't know if you um, think this, but I've said this before on the podcast that actually, because I used to work at a venue, so I've seen hundreds and hundreds of weddings and some of them you think I would rather die than have this on my wedding day. But that's not the point. The point is, is that it's perfect for them. Exactly. I'd rather people be into something. Mm. They're really into comic strips or really into books or whatever. Do it. I'd rather see someone fully committed yeah. Did you have a theme for your wedding? <laughs> we just we just did things exactly how we wanted. It was quite chilled. It wasn't it wasn't really a weddingy wedding at all. If I like that. So because it's city centre, then do you have affiliated um, suppliers and accommodation and all that jazz? Because obviously, I assume you don't have any accommodation on site because that's another thing that I think people consider when they're looking at venues is accommodation because if people are having to travel like your family did it's easier if the venue has accommodation but then your city center so how do you normally sort of discuss that with your clients so we've got a number of really beautiful hotels you know there's um the old bank hotel which is you know quite like a modern style but in you know like more of a kind of traditional hotel kind of setting. Then we've got the Randolph Hotel, which is something out of Wes Anderson. Is it amazing? Um, it's really beautiful. And then we've even got like, I think it's the Malmaison. Mm-hmm. that is a converted prison. Yes, that's to... crazy. I've been yeah. into that. It's like bizarre. Yeah, yeah. So we work with a lot of partners across the city. Um, we try to be quite like a green venue as well. So florists, you know, we try and encourage no floral foam. Um, you know, local suppliers, um, you know, vegetarian, vegan options. Do you do the catering yourself then? Not you, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> Me, chefing away. Yeah, <laughs> multitasking. Do you, does the, the Bodleians supply the catering? We work with a, a local supplier called Oxford Fine Dining who produce some of the most incredible kind of event food. They have a you know, designated weddings team who basically turn the space into this you know beautiful backdrop mm. um, and, and you know cook and cater to kind of not you know any requirements that people kind of have um, so they come into the space um, and essentially provide provide that kind of hospitality service so you okay and then you you'll have a list like any venue would have suggested suppliers like you say you're trying yeah. to keep them local and keep them um yeah. green and environmental friendly as much as you can do um and then do you find i feel like if i was at a wedding there i would feel bad getting drunk i mean like i would get drunk <laughs> i feel bad about it no 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 i think like the whole point of 
a wedding is for people to enjoy themselves and for guests to enjoy themselves. Yeah. So, you know, you're in a, you're in a city centre. There's plenty of, you know, accommodation, pubs. Yeah. Places if you want to go extend the night. What times kick out with you guys? We can do up to 1am. I find people like to have it till 1am, but actually not many people stay till 1am, do they? No, no. I'd say most people were quite happy leaving at midnight. Mm. And I think people always think, people even pay extra to have it on their invitations, mm-hmm. you know, kick um, carriages at one. But yes, you're right. In my experience as well, people leave half 11, 12. Yeah. I just, and like you say, because you're city centre, they, if they want to go back to their hotel and go to the hotel bar, if they want to go clubbing or whatever, then they can do. Exactly. Wonderful. Where was your honeymoon? We had a little mini moon in St. Ives. Just by the How sea. exciting. Oh. Where was your dress from? What was it like? Send me pictures. I will. Um, my dress was a bespoke linen, um, Japanese linen um, dress that I had made for me by a wonderful um, dressmaker. She's, you know, she's in the fashion industry, but she made this bespoke linen dress, bug, um, bug clothing. Um, and it was, yeah, it was very much like a wrap over, kind of almost like a gi, like a karate gi kind of style. Like That's so thing. cool. Did you design it? She, um, it, it was a collaboration. Let's leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> you very, said, I like very this. Very cool. Yeah. I like this picture on Pinterest. And then she designed it. It was a collaboration. She was honestly fantastic because I was really particular. I didn't want it to be bright white. I didn't want it to be ivory. I wanted it to be Japanese. I wanted it quite long. No, it was it fitted like a glove in the day. That's amazing, isn't it? Have you ever had a bride or groom show up and you thought, what the hell are you wearing? You have. And everyone's, been very, everyone's been tasteful. Stop it. Really? Stop being so nice. Stop it. No one listens to this podcast, so you can say whatever you want. It's just my mum. She doesn't mind. It's just my mum and you lot in the office. Yeah, literally. We have, um, I'm not sure whether I coined it, but we have Bride Watch. So when we know the bride is coming, one of us goes on Bride Watch. So it's like Spring Watch, but more interesting. (laughs) And and we're kind of stood waiting for a flash of white. Um, but honestly, everyone's got. I'm always amazed at the variety. Yeah. Different dresses and different attire, but um, everyone's been very. And that's the. It's the same thing, like we said with the venue, how it might not be to your taste, but it's to theirs, and it's the same with the dresses, isn't it? So they might yeah. have sort of bright pink hair, or they might have a a blue dress or a purple dress. It might not yeah. be to our taste, but they. I think every bride and groom look amazing on their wedding day because they're so happy. And, and they feel hopefully so comfortable. You know, they've they've kind of pictured themselves within the venue, yeah, in whatever they're wearing. And how many ceremonies of roughly of the sixty? I you panicking now? Actually, don't know what I'm going to ask you. You're like, I did not research this, <laughs> did not Olivia. Revise. I did not revise. Um, God, I hate a revision. That's why I didn't end up in Oxford. Um, how many of the roughly of the sixty ceremonies that you do a year would you say are um, registrar, so on site, celebrant, or at a local church, and then they come to you for the reception. Ooh, let's give loose percentages. I would say sixty yeah, percent, no. sixty to seventy percent are registrar led. Mm. Twenty to thirty percent are celebrants. 
and then I don't know we maybe I'll change my answer no do let's go 50% (laughs) all right Carol Vorderman you just say how you feel there's no wrong answer let's say I don't know I'd say 50% are registrars 20% are celibate led and the remainder not good I know. I was just thinking. That's. I was thinking. That's why she doesn't want to answer because she's got to work out what's one hundred percent. It's. It's funny, isn't it? Because on, still to this day, and I think it is. I don't know. I'm interested to hear what you think. I. I think it's because it's not a legal, legally binding ceremony. What Absolutely. I do, but I do Absolutely. think that people, they just don't know about it. I agree, and also we always try and say, you know, a blessing kind of doesn't surround everything that it can, doesn't encompass everything that it can be it's not no. someone going yes I approve yeah it's, it's very much you know a, a celebrant led is just the same as a registrar yeah. but more personal yeah exactly it is a wedding I say that to my couples when they get worried about it not being legal or they get married the day before legally or whatever and I say look you put the, you put on your outfit your friends and family show up and especially in the style of ceremony that I do it is a wedding you will 100% feel like you are at your wedding yes but I, I mean I can only assume that you now have like my headshot printed on all your flyers so that for the future I will be in charge of every bodily and ceremony you and only you <laughs> only you <laughs> I don't mind. I'm happy to come. Do you know, actually, when I when I came to that wedding in the summer, I got very excited because on the drive back, I passed a um, drive through burger place. Molly's? Yes. Molly's Diner? Yes. And I was like, oh, my God, that was on that new Gordon Ramsay programme. So I stopped. But the only thing I could afford was some chips. I'm, I've, I've not been, but I've heard the rooms inside are lovely. It's a, I think, very Scandinavian. Oh, really? I think it's part of the Soho House um, Club. But so I got very excited about that. So I'm more than happy to come to Oxford whenever. In fact, actually, I might be coming soon with my sister in law for a little girls, 24 hour girls out on the loose. Nice, nice. I know. Do you think that is Oxford, is it popping (laughs) in the middle of the week? (laughs) I mean, I'm basically a grandma. I don't know whether I'm the right person. I know, me too, me too. I get ever so tired. All the students are back. Mm. So I would imagine that more stuff is going on than than, than ever. I mean, I think in my experience, the cleverest of my friends are the ones that party the hardest. Yeah, work hard, play hard. Yeah, Yeah, so I reckon Oxford, I reckon they know how to enjoy themselves. Yeah. God, I love it. It just, you know... The walking to work on a, on a Saturday morning or a Sunday morning is probably evidence of that. Yes, that's so funny. I just, it is, it's strange because just walking around your venue, it, it did have such a feel of not just intelligence, but it had a feel of real importance and history and significance. And like you say about that as a wedding venue, I just think it's, you you feel like you are a part of history. You're not just, not just another wedding on the wedding machine, you know? Yeah. I think it's like, really special. Even though we're, we're quite a small team, the three of us, but we really do try to make every single wedding kind of, you know, the focus of, of whatever we're doing. So, you know, we, don't, we never cram weddings in back to back. You know, we, we can never do more than, you know, a couple of weddings over a weekend. Mm. 
It's too much. And people, people, um, you might think you can hide it. You can't. There are venues that do do that. And it's just, you can't hide it. You can't hide it in the building, in the team who are totally overworked. The couples just don't get the best out of us. We're out of of the venue, we're out of the space or anything like that. Do you, in your personal opinion, what's the best time of year to get married at the Bodleian? Because there's not gardens as such, is there, you see? So you don't have to take that into account. I personally really like autumn. Just, I'm I'm an autumn child, you know. I like the season that I was born in. But I like this time of the year Mm. because you get that really golden light. Mm. It comes through the windows. It's really warm and, you know, it's yellow brick. It's, it it kind of exudes that kind of glitter. Oh, you're selling it to me. You're selling it to me. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to argue with you. My wedding anniversary is tomorrow, so I'm big on the old autumn. Yeah. I feel bad. I just bought my anniversary card for my husband, and it, it literally put, happy anniversary, here's to another year of you punching above your weight. That's fine. <laughs> I say it how I see it. <laughs> it's got to be done. I mean, to be fair, I, I probably wouldn't even get a card from him. So. Surely not. I don't know. You've not even married a few months. You wait. You wait. Have you been together a long time? Uh, ten years. Yeah. yeah. That is quite a long time, isn't it? Yeah. Well, you'll get over it after a few years of marriage. Things will change. <laughs> I can't be pessimistic. I'm a bloody celebrant. Um, so, if you—that's actually this is a question I'd like to ask you before I say cheerio—is that um, what's the strangest question or what's the, the unusual questions that you get asked on venue visits? Because I'm going to do a podcast about venue visits and what to ask, and, and um, I think people forget the little bits, don't they? The little nitty gritty T's and C's. What, in your experience, what is it that people should ask or, or have asked you, and you thought oh, that's a good one? A lot of people ask about the timings and. I always like to kind of advise people to factor in time for you to go have photographs. You know, it's it's a day that you want to kind of capture. Mm. So when we got married, we made sure that we had an hour. It was just the two of us who could go and get the you know the photos that we wanted. Mm. Um, and I think it's quite important that couples realise that they can go do that and that the venue will be fine, guests will be fine. Um, because there are so many spots around... You're in the city centre, so there's amazing places for photos. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you go like to the botanical gardens or you go just down some of the side roads or the big Radcliffe camera. You know, there's so many beautiful little places that you can go take photos. Mm. I always try and encourage couples to kind of carve that time out because mm. the day passes so quick. Yeah. 100%. And no one's asked you any, ever asked you anything weird. Someone, someone once asked me, what's your wet weather plan? I was like, yeah, we have that. Buy an umbrella? I don't, like, I'm not God. What do you want from me? <laughs> <laughs> we get that a lot. We've obviously now got, you know, the perfect answer. We have an indoor space that you can move to. Um, but in terms of funny questions, we've had, um, you know, we've had a mariachi band <gasps> a couple out of their ceremony. We've had... I love a mariachi band. It was great. The vibe was there. Yeah, I bet. It was so good. Um, what else have we had? You know, I'm trying, I'm trying to think of funny questions that we've had. Do people ask to see the books? Like the stuff that's locked away, the really good stuff. I want to see the Shakespeare first works. That's what I want to see. Mm-hmm. 
You can. We do offer couples the opportunity to go up to the Jew countries and have couple photographs in there as well. Mm. So if they really do want to kind of see the, the book side of the library, there's that option. Um, we don't really get a bit boring for you, I'm sorry. No, you're all right. I still like you. Um, this is a silly one, but this is one of the little things that I think people don't think about, especially when they're doing their own weddings and marquees and stuff, is heating. It's an old building. Does it get cold in winter? No. Very good. We are so lucky. Even in a heat wave, the building is not too warm. The walls are so thick. Mm. It kind of, you know, doesn't let the, the heat get through. Likewise, kind of November, December, January, kind of, you know, the more chillier months, mm. there is very gentle heating in there. So it's kind of... It's both worlds. It's silly, isn't it? But it is things like that because people quite often yeah. when they have marquee weddings, they don't think about heaters. Even if they're getting married in June, we're still in England. Yeah. And people come and do a show around at absolutely any time of the year. Yeah. It's not usually the time that they're going to get married of the year. So. Well, no, in my experience, quite often the busiest time for show rounds and bookings is January because everyone gets engaged at yes. Christmas. Um, yeah. And then it, that's, that's quite difficult to visualise, isn't it? When you're looking for a summer, a spring summer wedding. Yeah. Well, you're a font of knowledge, aren't you? And I like you because you sound like a posher Peaky Blinder. <laughs> Who else is famous from Birmingham? Um, oh, what's Ozzy her name? Osborne. Huh? Ozzy Osbourne. Is he from Birmingham? Yeah. Oh my God, love that for him. No, I was thinking Beverly Knight, my friend Beverly Knight. Um, and there's all sorts from Birmingham thank you so much for taking the time out see this is actually quite a nice relief for you because it's just meant to be another day in the office isn't it I know and I'm going to go back and tell everyone that I didn't absolutely mess up hopefully (laughs) you've not absolutely messed up your knowledge is astounding your enthusiasm is confectious contagious I don't know I've only had one coffee today and it's just like a lot you know (laughs) like mentally (laughs) Thank you so much for talking to me, my darling. It's been really useful. So you've got an Instagram account, haven't you? Yep, Bodley and Library Wedding. Perfect. And then everything's on the internet. Do you offer viewings? How often, which days of the week do you offer viewings? Any day of the week. Oh! Yeah. Just get him in. And we will try and, yeah, we'll try and put you in. Amazing. Thank you so much. Send my love to the team, won't you? The other two fans. I will do. I will do. <laughs> Thank you so much, Rachel. Take care. Okay, thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. It really does mean the world. If you find this podcast even remotely helpful or moderately entertaining, share with all your friends and family. You can DM me any questions, queries, if you want to share any stories on the podcast Instagram at I'll Marry You Podcast. Get in touch. I want to hear all your tall tales. See you soon. I'll Marry You is a podcast by Olivia Coleman. The music is Mr. Sunnyface by Wayne Jones and the show is produced and edited by Drew Toynbee.